Hello, this is Kumbasike, this is Connor, and this is episode 59. This is also episode 4 of Cold Ones with Connor. Today I'm joined by three musicians, Angelo Silva, Nate Newman, and Luis Sapola. Angelo and Luis are from Anesthetic Youth, and Nate is from Trashzilla. How are you guys? Good. We're good. good yeah, we're good, bro. Thank yeah. you for having us here. No, no problem. So I want to kind of go around one by one initially, just to talk about individually your background in music and how you ended up in Vietnam. So should we start with you, Nick? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm from London, UK. Sure. Uh, then I decided to move out to Asia. I was living in the Philippines for a year. Uh, I came to Vietnam like on a vacation and just really liked it. So I decided to move here. Okay, so there's cool. no, 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 like, no particular reason. Just Vietnam seems like a cool place. Uh, in terms of background in music, I played in a lot of like punk bands when I was a teenager, uh, and then about two or three years ago, I started rapping. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How, how come you changed from punk to rap, if I'm asking? I, I always loved rap, man, and uh, I got fed up with being in bands, like trying to deal with five, six people. It was like a real headache. Like Everyone was like, there's always a problem, you know? Like, right, one guy yeah, can't yeah. make practice, one guy can't make this show, one guy doesn't like this song. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, and some of my friends were rappers, and they were all just like, bro, just fucking rap. You can... Uh, control it all you can just go to a show with a laptop you can make a song entirely on your own it's just like so much easier so i was like well, i love rap music so why not yeah sure yeah okay sounds pretty cool angela how about yourself uh i started to play in bands since i was like 15 but yeah the same as nate i was in punk rock bands then i had metal bands I was really into new metal metal punk rock hardcore uh and yeah that was my background how i end up in vietnam I came here with my ex-girlfriend, we were just backpacking, sure. and, and then she really wanted to be a teacher, and I, I was, I, I'm a graphic designer, so I was like, yeah, I'll do the CELTA course, I don't really like kids, but I'll see how it goes, and I ended up finding a job, and I really, really love teaching, and yeah, I just stayed in Vietnam, she went back to the UK, and I stayed in Vietnam. You've been here five years? Almost five years, yes. Yeah. Well, well, fair play, man. And yourself, Lewis? Uh, well, uh, I was a backpacker. <laughs> and yeah, I just, uh, at first I didn't really, you know, plan of like staying here for a long time, but you know, it just happened. I came here with my brother and you know, I love it. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be an English teacher, but you know, it just happened. That's what and, about, uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, in terms of music, like, uh, Actually, when I was a kid, I wasn't really interested in music. I just wanted to play tennis. Oh, sweet. Yeah, like, yeah. like Lars Ulrich. <laughs> yeah, I get you. And then uh, my parents are musicians, so I had to play music with them in hotels, you know, oldies and all that kind of music, like, you know, 60s music and 70s. Yeah, sure. And uh, I think that affected me somehow. And uh, yeah, I think uh, since ever since I was like 16 or 17 I've always been like connected to music mm. and uh, yeah sounds pretty cool so then the projects that you're currently working on and anyone is welcome to take the floor here um, Anesthetic Youth and Trashzilla do you mind telling me more about what that's all about how it all started and what you're doing sure oh Lewis has his own project now as well okay as cool a singer songwriter yeah I do my own solo thing oh sweet okay yeah. do you want to tell me more wow. about that while I wait for Anesthetic Youth and Trajilla to... <laughs> Alright, who starts me? Yeah, you can so, start yeah. for it. You know, Anesthetic Youth is like an alternative rock band and uh, we all have different backgrounds in music. We all like different kinds of music. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to be on stage and, you know, share a project with other people. 
you know, we're a bit heavy, but not that heavy. Yeah, shut but up. It's hard to describe our sound. Angelo, can you describe the sound? No, I've been trying for a long time. The, the problem is that, yeah, like I said, my background is punk rock and metal and all of that. But uh, when we when we saw, our, saw ourselves without a singer, our, sing, our first singer quit when we were just trying to get musicians together to form a band. And then I invited my, at the time, I was just dating Zhang. But I was like, just as a joke, like, hey man, our vocalist just quit. Would you like to sing in a band? And she was like, yeah, I can give it a try. So I was like, okay, the songs we have are pretty happy. So uh, I'm just going to try to do something different that I haven't done before and see if Zhang's vocals uh, sit on it. And we tried, we went to the first rehearsal. Lewis and Jesus were already with us back then. And they liked it. They were like, is it going to be a problem because you guys are uh, are dating? I was like, ah, well, hopefully not. And Jesus is the bassist. Yeah, Jesus is our bassist. And Zeng is our vocalist. And they were like, no, man, that that that's fine. So, uh, yeah, we just started to write songs that weren't heavy. And for me, that's weird. Now we're a bit heavier than we were when we started. But I was just like, okay, since we're not in a scene, we can do, in a genre of music, we can do whatever we want. That's basically what we've been doing. You know, right, some songs that. are on the heavier side, some songs are not that heavy. Some songs really work well when we play them acoustic. Some are almost impossible to play acoustic. Yeah. Okay, cool. And you've been going for about a year? No, we've been together for four years. Three. Three years? Right, Three okay. years, yeah. Three years together, yeah. We released an EP, we released a few singles. Yeah, that's the problem. We're, every time we want to release something, like we get into this bubble like, oh, it's not perfect yet, you know, it's not ready to release. Uh, but now we found a, a guy that makes and masters our songs the way we want it. So uh, yeah, at the moment we're just writing, writing now, we're just recording a bunch of songs. And okay, cool. Gonna decide where it goes. No, sounds okay. And then with yourself, Nick Trashzilla, yeah. do you mind, you briefly touched upon it, but do you mind telling me a bit more about how that all came about? Sure, yeah, I mean, Trashzilla is a solo project, it's just me. Mm. Uh, like, when I started rapping, I wanted to write, like, horrorcore rap, I don't even know horrorcore, it's like... Uh, Not really, I must admit. It's like hip-hop music, but influenced by, like, a lot of horror culture, like, kind of like, if you imagine, like, death metal imagery, sure. and that kind of thing, but hip-hop music. So, kind of almost like gothic rap. Uh, and very over-the-top lyrical themes. So normally like very violent, very sexual, pornographic, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, and it's quite theatric. Yes. Mm. Like all the rappers like, will always have cool images, like face paint, like gimmicks. Uh, and a lot of like, the horrorcore rap bands, they would tour with bands like Mushroom Head. Do you know Mushroom Head? No, like, they're kind of like a Slipknot type band. Okay. You know, like with the mask and everything. So it's, it's very theatric and over-the-top. So I always loved all that stuff. Um, Yes, my music is like horrorcore hip-hop, but then I always add guitars in because I'm a really big new metal fan. So growing up, like, new metal was probably the music I first got into. Yeah, okay. So I wanted to write, like, songs based, like, hip-hop songs with hip-hop beats, but then always add, like, some guitars where possible, like, give it kind of a heavier edge. And that's how I do my live show, too. So it's, like, hip-hop backing tracks, but mm. then we have live guitars. So rather than it being, like, new metal or rap metal, I always think of it as, like, hip-hop with guitars. Right, I see. Yeah, yeah and you've been doing this 
Maybe uh, I released my first EP about one year ago. Okay, I cool. think just over a year ago. Yeah, sure. So you have an EP out? Do you have um, yeah, then a couple of singles after that. Yeah, nice, I just released yeah. my new single, which is a like a rap metal cover of Big City Boy. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. The Vietnamese hip hop song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know it. I know it. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. My kids love it. Like grade four, and they're all just yeah. Dude, I mean, so it's an awesome song, man. It's a really cool song. But I had to rewrite all the verses like to my own thing because I I don't speak Vietnamese. So I rewrote yeah, my own verses. <laughs> Then we used uh, you know, the the chorus from the original. And actually Angelo helped me with that one. He helped me write all the guitar riffs for that song. So Okay, cool. So yeah. that's like work together. That sounds yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. For real. And so you've kind of touched upon it then with new metal. And I'm yeah. kind of gonna go with all kind of three of you. When you were growing up, um, what kind of genres or artists influenced you in coming to the point you are now? Are there quite a collection? What genres did you go towards? I'll start with you, Liz. Pop punk, by the way, nice green day t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I rep it, I've got 10 of these. Yeah, yeah. Pop yeah. punk. Nice, yeah. I gotta admit it, and I still listen to pop punk. Yeah, so do I, yeah. I don't know, like, what's the age where you can stop listening to pop punk? When I was younger, when I was 18, I thought 23, but now I'm 23, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna carry on. I'm just gonna carry on. Probably 30, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, Helen, how are you? Hey, shouts out. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, how about yourself? Do you have any influences? Uh, I grew up with uh, punk rock, like No Effects, uh, Rancid, uh, The Offspring, mm. Green Day, but the 90s era. Yeah, Dookie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Dookie definitely was one of the, those albums that got me into punk rock. And then yeah, from punk rock, I'm old, so <laughs> I went through all of the stages, like new metal, I'm a big uh, Deftones and Korn fan. Sweet. Uh, then metal, more, it was more the emo core era, like Killswitch Engaged and As All I Dying. But then I also always listen to different types of music, so I can be listening to Regina Spector and kind of more poppy, you know, stars and Emo Janip and all of those different, uh, different genres. And yeah, basically that's what influences me. Like even yesterday, I was just showing my girlfriend the Black Dahlia Murder and Converge. She's like, "How can you listen to this?" And then we play nothing like this. I was like, "Yeah, but I like a little bit of everything. I take influences from." Okay, cool. Yeah, right. And yourself, Nate? You mentioned like new metal. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you know, like I was growing up uh, at school in the early two thousands when I was getting into music. So bands like Limp Bizkit. Corn, uh, Papa Roach, all that stuff was like super big at the time, so I got really into rap metal. Um, then also my dad, he used to like listen to punk when he was a teenager, so he gave me like all his old vinyls. Yes. So you know bands like The Damned, UK Subs, like yeah. all the original UK punk rock stuff, so I, I was going to that also. And then when I first got into hip hop, it was bands like Insane Clown Posse, like Tech Nine, Yellow Wolf, all that kind of stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to mention Linkin Park. I, I love Linkin Park yeah, as well, same. man. I, I like Linkin Park. Yeah, 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 for sure. Top 10 for me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think they're one of the greatest bands of all time. It's just maybe like a little bit overplayed. Like, you know, sometimes you've heard okay, the singles yeah. like so many times. Yeah, they might but they're yeah. one of the best bands of all time, I think. No, yeah. I'd agree. At most times you go into a bar, you hear either Norm crawling in yeah. the end. Yeah, those three on Link. Or in Vietnam, it's going to be some like EDM Vienna House yeah. remix of. Uh, yes. <laughs> Of in the end or something. Yeah, Nom Onko. I remember when yeah. I was first in Vietnam, we got on yeah. the bus to our train at about half seven in the morning and they're playing Nom Onko with an EDM version. I was like, this is fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's weird, yeah. man. Real weird. I rate it though. Yeah, so yeah. then when we go back to music as a whole, this might be a slightly deep question, but what is it about music, playing music and being involved in it that you love? I don't know whether who wants to start with that question. Go ahead, Lewis. For me, like, yeah. it's not too much about like playing live for me it's like the creative process like I love creating things like 
don't know, maybe both of us, like me and Angela, were kind of, you know, a bit nerdy when it comes to, like, we like recording and doing all that mm. and stuff. Like, I enjoy playing live, but for me, it's like, uh, I just love writing songs and, you know, creating. Yeah, sure. And being, you know, home and, like, recording vocals and doing this and, yeah. Getting quite a bit out. Uh, that, that's what I like the most, you know, like, and hanging out, yeah. <laughs> Meeting other musicians and you know, those two things. Yeah, sure. Those are the two things I like the most about you know, being a creative, mm-hmm. meeting people, and you know, creating art. Yeah, yeah, I'm very, almost the same as Lewis, but I I do love playing live. I, I I don't hate playing live, but I just it's like yeah, all right. <clears throat> yeah, I I love playing live. Like I've been playing live since uh, since I was like fifteen, sixteen, and I just love the connection you get to people that are listening to you. I wouldn't say fans because no one really gives a shit about small fans, but you know, the people that are in there, you know, listening to yeah. you, it's, you meet a lot of different people, you get to different places. For us, for us now, before, before COVID hit, it, it was like really cool because we're doing like small tours, you know, no, I wouldn't consider it a tour, but we would go to Hanoi, right, go to Danang, somewhere go, in Vietnam, yeah. yeah go everywhere just because we have a band and that was super cool you know we're just like it's just an excuse to travel travel meet new people and yeah get wasted in the end of the night is what we usually do yeah sounds all right yeah and yourself nick i'm probably like the opposite to lewis like i don't really like the writing process yeah it's just okay for me it's all about playing live like whenever i write a song i'm just thinking like oh yeah like can i play this live and uh when I started, I'm like, okay, I just need to write a set. Like in my head, it wasn't like, let's write an EP or an album. I'm like, okay, I gotta write like a set basically so I can perform live. So yeah, for me, right. that's the best part of it. Yeah. Okay, like cool. uh, the feeling when you're like in uh, playing live and like the crowd are moshing or doing whatever, it's like super good. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And then have you, how have you found, say playing in Vietnam compared to back in your home country? So England, Portugal, and where are you from? Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. So have you found the difference between, say, Vietnam and... Here, yeah, I think it's better here, personally. I think, yeah, it's much better. It's much better. I, I, I lived in, in England and I lived in Portugal until I was 20, then I lived 10 years in England. And in, in Portugal, I think we have a really good spirit in, in a good community in terms of music. Like, the punk rock shows are always sold out. The mosh and the crowd goes insane. It's you know it's really intense uh in, in england for me like in terms of shows we were talking about that yeah, the other yeah. day like because there's a show every week there's almost a show every day you know all yeah, these yeah. huge bands that don't really go to portugal or go maybe once in five years they go to england twice or three times a year you know and the, the crowd is amazing but the energy is different you know I think they don't, because they have it all the time, they're just like, oh, it's just another gig. For me, it was like that as well when I lived in England. Because was, there was one, one weekend that I went to Taste of Chaos, and it was like Taking Back Sunday, you know, all of these oh, yeah, big yeah. bands, big emo bands. And on the previous day, I just saw My Chemical Romance when they released uh, The Black Parade. Oh, wow. So, you know, you have like in two days, you have like, oh, it was Alexis on Fire as well, South Sin. You know, all of these big bands in a weekend, it's crazy, you know, that one never happened in Portugal. So every time there's a gig in Portugal, people really go insane. In England, they do, but it's like, yeah, it's another gig. You know, yeah, it's, just, it's just a little bit We got kind of blessed with the scene. Yeah, you are, you are, you are, you are. Well, that, that could be a bad thing because, 
you know, if the scene is like super, super big, then you're just another band, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Mm, so yeah. The, here the scene's smaller, so let's say there's like 30 bands, and it's more of an exclusive thing, you know, people are gonna show up. Yeah, definitely. For sure, you know what I mean? If you don't play that often, and you know, there's like. You know, oh, in terms of. 30 people, and, yeah. and here it's like you can. You can just run your own thing, man, and it's like. Yeah, absolutely. Easier, man. I don't know, but like in my case, I think people are more willing to go to shows in here than in my country for sure, man. Like minus you, like I, I, I see like the middle class is like willing, willing to spend you know, ten twenty bucks on a ticket, you know, go support your band, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, for me, it's like, no, like I've never, I've never seen that. Like, and here's much, much easier. It's easier to handle your, you know, the way you interact with you know, people who like your music. You know, it's like. Uh, Cause people show up, man. You know. Yeah, definitely. You're cool, man. And, and as I said, like I wouldn't say competing with other bands, but if if you're if you're let's say, you know, everyone plays music in Madrid. You know what I mean? So in Madrid, you're either a top band or you're a shitty band. You know what I mean? You can't be like yeah. you know, yeah, five yeah. out of ten. Because that market's like saturated, and the venues that accept bands are you know the big venues. You know. Yeah, of course. But in here, in here, it's like a. You can make your own rules, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, definitely. You can you don't need to build like a massive empire, you know what I mean? Like you mm -hmm. just have your own little dedicated fan base and you can do your own thing. Cuz you know, the scene's not that big in here. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. The scene is super small, super small. And like just a few months ago, not long time, like we were struggling to find places to play because most venues in here do they just want cover bands. And that's why we started all, all mixed up. That was the reason why we started to uh, promote our own shows and, you know, deal with everything in terms of, you know, booking bands. And yeah, because we were so, it was such a struggle, man. Every time we wanted to play, it was like, oh, do you play covers? You have to play like 70% uh, covers and 30% originals. It's like, I, yeah. I don't want to do that, man. We don't yeah. really play covers. And the last band I had on said the exact same thing. Coastal Connection, they said, yeah, it's just, they either want George Michael, Bob Dylan, or Ellen John <laughs> every single time. Yeah. There was this one time we were playing a show and someone handed us a little piece of paper. In the last. And it was, and it said Bon Jovi or something like that. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> that was in the last, man. We so went good. to play in a super small bar. Jesus' uh, face was like, <laughs> hey guys, can we play this? And, 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 uh, and, they, and they asked us, Basically, like, oh, where are you playing? I'm like, well, we're only gonna play originals, man. That, that's what we do. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's see how the crowd, you know, you know, how they react. And it was actually fine, but for some reason, they also thought that we were a covers band. So they all of a sudden it's like Linkin Park or Bon Jovi. I think it was probably, I think the venue didn't like promote it properly. Like, you literally have to put on your like Facebook event, you know, mm. then you should have said, like, you know, hey, this is an original band from Saigon. They play, yeah. you know, they, they should have done their research, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. People, people were having Tinder dates in there, and you know, because <laughs> we were playing double pedal stuff, and oh, you know, it was fun. Still, it was fun, man. Yeah, for real. That kind of brings me nicely to the next point. I mean, I don't know what you can share here, but have you ever had, I don't know, any kind of story where you fucked up on stage or? The gig's been a disaster. Are there any stories <laughs> from this thing that you can say that you'd like to share? Yeah. Or 
Go first. <laughs> you, you had one not long time ago, man, because of your dances. Oh, in right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, I like my show to be, like, quite theatric. So, I was always a fan of, like, Mushroom Head, Slipknot, uh, Marilyn Manson, Alice yes. Cooper. But obviously, if you're a smaller artist, you can't have, like, an arena-style <laughs> stage show. So, yeah, I have some, like, dancers who are kind of, like, sexy, and they dance on stage just to, like, spice it up, make it, like, visually exciting. Yeah. And I did a show in a rec yard. And the show was kind of weird. It was like an outdoor show, but it was uh, adjacent to like a Korean restaurant. So it was like the outdoor seating area of a restaurant. And they just stripped out all the tables and chairs, built a stage. And it was awesome. Like it's open air, the crowd like moshing and stuff. Like it was a really cool venue. But they, for some reason, they kept the restaurant open. So you had these families like eating their Korean food, like by the windows. And if they're looking down, they're seeing all these kids like moshing and then we had these sexy dancers on stage and... I think the sexy dances were too much. So some of the families were like talking to the restaurant owner, like, "Yeah, this isn't cool. Like, this is not suitable." So we had to pull the girls off stage like halfway through. But it was cool. They just came over, like the manager, uh, restaurant ma- like owner or something, just came over and said, "Hey, like the girls have got to go." Like yeah. mid set, but it was fine. I don't mind. Just one of those things. But it was pretty funny. Yeah, that sounds that sounds similar. To, I've seen it in Vietnam before, where I've been at say a function and you've got like half naked Vietnamese girls dancing on stage and then families running around. Yeah, it's kind of a weird. Like they say, it's conservative here, but they have this weird culture with go-go dancers where like mm. that's the Acceptable. Like if you, even at corporate events when they're like promoting a new product or company, they'll get like the girls in really skimpy outfits, and that's yeah. normal. Yeah. I, I don't know where we stand on that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know, bro. You remember that show? They had like Children's Day or something like that, the first of June or first of July, and there were these girls like twerking, and you yeah. know, there are like yeah. kids all around the place. It wasn't the news <laughs> and everything because it was like. Yeah. What? What's funny here also is sometimes because not everyone speaks English, they'll play like really inappropriate songs around kids. They'll play like WAP or some like gangster yeah. rap, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dropping oh, N bombs, dropping all sorts of like yeah. lyrics. But like the people don't really know, so the kids are just like. I saw it like there was yeah. a, some kind of event they have in the schools, and grade six is singing WAP. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. then Cardi B actually sees it from yeah, the yeah, she got retweets it and right? like, yeah, and then she's like, oh, yo, I'm in trouble if they know the lyrics. Yeah. It's mad like the whole vibe they have here, yeah. Yeah. It's just because they don't understand it, man. So they, they think yeah. that, okay, this is trendy, so it's cool and, and it's fine. You yeah. Know? Sometimes, yeah, it's not. It's not yeah, not look real. a bit deeper, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys had any, like, is rap what I think? Is it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We will leave, know. like, the audience to guess what <laughs> the rap means. Yeah. The wet song. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what? Uh, <No>. Way, way <laughs> in person, <laughs> <laughs> You guys had any fuck ups on stage or like? Oh man, all the time, man. Yeah, Shit happens yeah. all the time. <laughs> With us, so, some sometimes I think we're doomed, Cur- man. Cursed. <laughs> cursed. Like sometimes something doesn't work. Like when we played our acoustic gig, the 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 vocal pedal wasn't working. We're like, okay, we tried to figure it out, couldn't. Okay, fine, let's play it without it. Then we went to to Muine. It, w- it wasn't working as well, and we had the sound check. We were like having struggles with it. Sometimes things just don't work, man. We use a synthesizer as well, and now I know what the problem is. It's like if you don't plug it in, it, it depends where you plug it. The sound will be different. It's like oh, so man. weird. 
So in Muina, we're having troubles with that. Uh, yeah, there's always something, man. It's normal. We're just used to it. Yeah, yeah. I think we're so used to it now that it's yeah. just like, yeah, something will come up. We'll deal with it, man. Yeah, for real. At first, you might be like, shit, what? This goes wrong with that. I think the first time I saw you guys live, like, Jesus, you had something like, like oh, in the wall, and yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah, knocked yeah. out the plug, and it just <laughs> cut out or something. Cut out, yeah. Do you remember that? Sounds we copy. had that all the time, and we <laughs> yeah. went to, what was it? Vungtau. Right. Vungtau, we started our first song. What happened, man? It was my kick just literally exploded or something. I don't There's know. I was the so kick pedal, like, a, yeah. one of the screws, like, something happened in the... The kick just wasn't working. I was looking yeah. at everyone like, hey, guys, I don't have a kick. And then we were like, okay, sorry, guys, we got to start again. But it's really bad because it's always in the first song. So when, you, when everyone is hyped about <laughs> oh. it, you start playing and something oh. happens and you're like, damn it. Duh, <laughs> Soma, like the, the snare stand fell. In Soma? Yeah, so I was, oh, there's like a video somewhere. Like I was playing, so my hand was here and the snare was literally <laughs> on the floor. So I was like, this. Yeah, sure. it's mostly it's mostly technical problems, you know. It's something that or we, do problem. we don't suck. We're professionals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, just the technical stuff. But yeah, uh, you mentioned it, Angelo. All mixed up. Do you mind? Um, any of you can also contribute. What is all mixed up all about? So all mixed up. I I started to do it because I started to promote shows and organize shows because of what we talked before, like it was really hard for our original bands to get a show in Austin City. Hanoi is a completely different game, like in Hanoi you have the venues and yeah, but in here, it, there was a time that was really hard for us, I mean, we were just texting every venue and uh, we couldn't get a gig, so I was like, okay. I found this place in uh, D, is it D1? Where we usually, at Sam's, Sam's Coffee? Yeah, Sam's yeah, it's Coffee. D1 on uh, Pasta. And, and the dude that runs some coffee is a really, really cool dude. It was just Mr. Like, Sam. Yeah, Mr. We, we don't Sam. know. I still don't know his name, man. <laughs> it's just I Mr. Sam. still don't know his name. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not Sam. It's like some with a the A with a oh the with letters. Yeah. Yeah. Some. But I'm sure it's, it's not Sam. his name. It's yeah, 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 Something else. It's probably Bow or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's hard to tell. Actually, is, yeah. Mr. Sam. Yeah, and he so doesn't speak do. English at all. So, <laughs> so Zhang, our vocalist, which is Vietnamese, she went with, with me and, and she spoke to him like, hey, what can you do here? And it was really, really supportive, man. Uh, you know, so far he's been so supportive to the scene. You know, he earns money out of it as well, obviously, when people go to a show. But every time you want to play there, his doors are open, you know? He's been a really, really cool dude. So then I, I thought like, wait a minute, most of some shows were mostly Vietnamese bands and other shows were expat bands and they didn't really mix that much together. Mm. And then we, we met, I'm, I'm, we met Nate as well. And Nate had a, his hip hop project, Trash Seal. I was like, wait a minute, can we just put everything together? And that's why I was like let's just call it all mixed up because yeah. it is all mixed up you know yeah, you have yeah, all yeah. of these different genres uh, all in in one show man you usually book around five bands right yeah and I think the music scene here because it's a lot smaller uh, it's okay to have like a hip hop act hardcore act pop punk act indie rock act on the same bill yeah. it's kind of like cool for the crowd they get a lot of variety 
and it's, it's not like you know, man. but you know, in the UK, man, you've got like the hardcore scene, the yeah. punk scene, the metal scene, the hip hop yeah, scene. Yeah, you've got all yeah. these different scenes. Yeah, yeah. But Vietnam, because all like it's, it's much smaller. You can't really like have like a just a pop punk show or just a hardcore show. It makes more sense to mix it. It does, it does. And the kids here are it's really open minded, you know. Yeah. Like they like they listen to hip hop, they listen to hardcore, they listen to like everything, you know. And it's so much fun. Like the first time we played together, oh, yeah, it it was like. It was, yeah, District 105, which are hardcore, like super heavy. It was us. Tayuken. Tayuken pop punk band. Raditori, right? And it was you. Yeah, I was in the show. Raditori was playing as possible. Yeah, Raditori were there as well. Like five or six bands? Five, five. Was it five bands? I don't remember the bands, man. But I know that, you know, people would come to me and one of my colleagues came to me and was like, dude, I really enjoyed the show. Like, I enjoyed all of the bands because they were all different so I didn't get bored you know you're not listening to the same metal beats and the same metal guitars and, and the bands are not competing with each other yeah no one as no, well because every yeah. band's got their own style like different to the band before exactly right, see, super yeah. different. but we, we still make it flow together it's still all alternative music we don't have like uh, pop singer and like an EDM artist and yeah, then a metal yeah. band like we still keep it like alternative yeah 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 it's still super so awesome. yeah you admit. and how long ago did all mixed up start was it recent or that show was November was it yeah six months yeah six months? yeah okay yeah all right sweet that's pretty cool and so then my next question is kind of slightly different but from your own experiences if there was somebody looking to get into music whether this be playing in a band starting say a solo project like you Trashzilla what kind of advice would you give to them in just going for it I don't know who to start with take the floor do you want to go I would say try to perfect your craft first you know before you actually do something sure spend a year two, three, four, five like whatever it takes to kind of you know learning studying or uh, you know but at the same time you gotta be active you know what I mean like it's yeah. not just about learning about things like doing as well so uh, you know when I was like 19 or 20 I was like you know really excited like alright oh, you know I'm gonna be famous and you know <laughs> yeah. and write hit songs but then uh, you find out it's not as easy as you think there's other skills you need to learn so uh, you know just learn from others like get a mentor or something or you know learn from other artists learn what kind of artist you are what kind of songs you like writing and something really important is like learn what your weaknesses and your you know your strengths are once you find that out then it becomes much easier you don't waste your time on your you know, your weaknesses you know what I mean and once you know what kind of songs you write what, the way you play your instrument the way you once you got that figured out and you do a little bit of research here and there and then you can that can kind of flow yeah it's like sometimes we get too excited you know you know especially when I came here to Vietnam I was like you know I'm gonna start a band and I'm gonna you know, do this and that but then it's like you know, it doesn't work like that you know you need to like improve your your songwriting skills your the way you play your instrument you need to you know get better connections you need to you know have a bit Social of a, media you, you need to have your own uh, brand or whatever yeah okay but if, if you don't have sort that sorted out I wouldn't recommend doing anything you know what I mean 
Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's like it's also like your musician, your musicianship, and your skills. Like, you know, once you take them to the next level, then you'll have more opportunities. Uh, right, okay. That's what I think. No worries. Yourself, Angela. Is there anything that you would say? Uh, I started for the fun. Like, Lewis. Lewis has a really good point because I I started playing music for fun, and I still do it a lot for the fun of it. Like, I love you know playing so it doesn't really matter you know if people listen to it or not but Lewis has a really good point in terms of like you do need to think that if you want to play live and if you want to have a band or being a solo artist for a long time you do need to know how things work nowadays like in, in back at my time you would you would just give left to people like hey come to my show man there was no internet you know internet was yeah, just starting sure. and now you need to have an online presence which for me was like so weird Lewis takes care of it mostly from our band because I don't know much about it and it, I don't really want to be too much involved in that part I like music for music you know to play to write songs the rest is kind of like bit boring to me you know I'm like I, I don't want to be part of this thing man I just want to play music if people like it they like it yeah sure but when you start man yeah just be aware that it it is hard if you want to do something like becoming a rock star or something like that that might happen but it's such a small percentage of people that start a band and you know make it yeah yeah you know so just have it for fun, man, and see how it where it takes you. Right. Okay, cool. And yourself, Nate, what would you um, say? Yeah, I would say if you want to do it, just like do it. Don't talk about it. Like a lot of people I meet will say like, yeah. oh, I want to be in a band. Yeah. Or, oh, I've always wanted to rap. And then they don't do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, number one, if you want to do something, just do it. Don't talk about it. Practice. When you come home from work, get on it, do it. Uh, and same like Angelo I would say do it for fun because if you enjoy it it's going to be better right if you're playing songs and you're having a great time and you're passionate about it you love it then yeah people are going to enjoy it more Uh, same like Lewis as well I agree like know your strengths and weaknesses like I can't sing so I'm not going to try and ever sing like I can rap okay but I'm not going to try and sing a melody because it's going to suck and be out of tune so know your strengths and weaknesses (laughs) enjoy what you do and then in terms of when you start playing live and everything always be humble polite respectful because you know like we had an incident with a band recently who were like like the singer threw a hissy fit on stage at the show because he didn't think the sound was good and you know then everyone was kind of pissed off with him and he's not going to play the shows again so it's yeah, like yeah. always be grateful <laughs> because the bands who come to the shows talk to everyone support the scene go to other band shows are polite respectful people like those people and you know they make friends and people want to hang out with them want to invite them to their shows being friendly is so important hanging out out with other bands and other musicians and do it genuinely don't do it to get far do it because you want to support the scene and it's the right thing to do you know no but like if if you if you're an artist and you just stay in your bedroom 24 7 yeah it's you're done you're not you're not because then you're you're going to be that kind of artist that complains like oh why did my song get fucking i don't know 100 streams only yeah. Oh, that's because you don't fucking hang out every weekend. Yeah, you don't go watch yeah. other bands. You don't support other yeah. bands. And you don't so go, many you don't go to shows. And that, that is important. And that comes back, you know, like that. Then when you release your song, nobody's gonna support your song. Yeah, yeah, nobody's gonna yeah. share it. And Why? Because yeah. you don't go to shows. No, getting connected with other musicians is super important. Even getting connected with your fans, man. Like, 
yeah. we, we we do that with an aesthetic of like we send a bunch of t-shirts for free just for people that share our song mm-hmm. you know our latest mv they share they support it we're like okay this is you know this is our this is us showing our love to you as well we just sent a bunch of t-shirts to to people not long ago man just to show like yeah we're grateful for you you know to enjoy our music man and yeah man be supportive to other bands as well like nate said yeah we had that problem at our last uh, all mixed up show and just be humble man you're in there to to have fun yeah and nate and i were we were doing this together now all mixed up because i couldn't do it alone man i worked 12 hours a day from monday to friday so i was like nate you need to help me out with this man and it is a lot more easygoing in terms of how he speaks to people sometimes i can be a bit harsh so nate <laughs> takes care of that now He's a lot. He's a bit more social than I, and has more time to do it as well. Yeah, I see. Uh, so yeah, man. If someone puts up a show for you, you know, be nice, man. You got a show. You gotta get paid, man. Like Nate and I do this for free. Yeah, yeah. We're putting up a show for you to play, and we're getting nothing out of this. We spend a lot of our time, you know, doing all of the graphic design, getting it promoted, all of the stuff. So. Just be humble, man. And we've we've been booking a lot of bands, man. This is our what next in two weeks. This will be the fourth. We've booked like twenty bands so far, or something. Yeah. And like, most of them have been super cool. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And also, like like Lewis said, you can do a lot now with the internet from your room. But you also, if you want to get involved in the local scene, especially playing live, you have to go to the shows. No. Like, yeah. I, I spoke to so many promoters who say they're much more likely to book a band if the band will turn up at their show, watch the other bands, and talk to them in person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you just send people messages, you're just a, a message that they can ignore, like a Facebook yeah, person. Yeah, of course, yeah. If you yeah. want to work with, a, collaborate with a local band, like if you're a punk band, go to the punk shows, talk to the other bands. If you're a rapper, go watch other rappers, talk to them at the show about yeah. uh, doing a track with them, you know? Do things face-to-face. I think it goes uh, a long way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like in this age where you can easily just send a message and go, "Oh, it's great." So if you actually go and connect, yeah, face so you can never beat face to face. No, you, you know, I, I agree with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That brings me nicely to almost the final question, really, of the podcast is with this could be Anastatic Youth, Trashzilla, all mixed up. What are the aims for the future? Is in where do you want to go with these projects? Recording, 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 and recording. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> plugins we're we're at computers uh, I think you're at the same stage with, with your own project uh, right yeah like I'm recording my own solo album thing hmm. and oh man it's a nightmare because I write all the songs I write the lyrics I record the guitars I record the drums the piano the bass the everything I promote the songs I look for the artwork I rehearse and I'm recording the drum parts and some you know, some of the bass lines for yeah sure anesthetic youth okay so, so yeah just like I said before like you need to have the foundation before you go to like the you do the next thing you know what I mean yeah, yeah sure so once you get the songs done or whatever then you can do the next thing or else you're kind of like you know, it's big you know yeah, at the moment it's really difficult, you know. At the moment we, we we don't really know what to do at an aesthetic youth, but it's not a bad thing. Like we have ten, no, damn, we have like fourteen songs, and we're recording ten of them that haven't been well, seven of them haven't been released yet, because we have them for such a long time. So we said, okay, let's stop 
whatever we were meant to be doing now and just record, record, record. Like get all of these songs ready and then decide what to do with them. They, they might it be, be single, EP, single it can be an album. So yeah, but that's that's what you we're can doing. do anything if you don't have the songs. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. You need kind of like the main materials in place. And especially like if you're recording like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen songs at the same time, it can be like so overwhelming and dealing with artwork and dealing with shit like shooting an MV and doing all those things. Like so, like for me, I just do it one song at a time. All right, you know, drums and the bass here. Like I have a little home studio in Angelo as well, so we just work like that. All right, I'm done with this. I'll send it to him. Yes, we finish it. Kind of like we we played those songs live like so many times. Like we already know, we don't need to like uh, jam it or like improvise and like say, oh, we're gonna put this here. We already know what the song is. Yeah. sounds like. So we just just need to record it. Record. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just get it, get it mixed. Sounds yeah. alright. Yeah. Just getting it done now. Yeah. And then so, like sorry. when when we when we finish like. We're gonna play live. Play live, yeah, yeah, yeah. After we got the yeah. songs. And like, it doesn't make sense right now to play live that much. Because then we're gonna be like, oh, we gotta finish these songs. And it's like, oh, I gotta finish it's these just songs. Stressful. These other songs, you know, we all have our own lives. like Commitments, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, that's cool. And yourself, Nick, for the Ames uh, Firth feature? Yeah, I, I just like to play more shows, really. Play more shows. Hopefully go back on uh, on tour. So, like, I want to get back to Hanoi, play there again. Uh, and in terms of releasing music, I, I, I do want to release new songs, but for me, it's not, like, a, a super big priority because I think if you don't have that big a fan base, if you just put out, like, songs, 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 not that many people are hearing them. So yeah. I want to be, like, more selective about, like, the next couple of songs I release. Maybe try and collaborate with some Vietnamese artists. Uh yeah that's probably it okay cool so then yeah thanks very much for coming on today all three of you really appreciate the time where can we find out more about what you do on say online social media where can we find you uh, all mixed up <laughs> all mixed up is, is where we yeah we're it's the platform we have it on Facebook and on yeah for the live shows just yeah, go on Instagram or Facebook search all mixed up for yeah. Trashella, you can just go on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify. Just cool. as Trashella, that's simple. Yeah, yeah. same as an aesthetic. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say so. Yeah, I'll definitely include all of these links in kind of the bio I do when I promote it later. But yeah, um, really great to have you on. Really appreciate the time from all three of you. Any final thoughts, or do you think we've covered everything? Nice T-shirt. Thank you. Very <laughs> much. That's the perfect way to wrap it up. Yeah, <laughs> much appreciated, guys. Thanks very much, and all the best for the future. Thanks for Thank having you, us, guys. man.